0: Well, everybody's heard about the bird.
1: Grown men watch this shit. A podcast about indie wrestling. The All
0: right, and we're ready. You're supposed okay. to skip the 2 and the 1 apparently.
1: Really? Is that
0: a thing? Yeah, when you do the countdown like in show business, not that I'm a showbiz type or anything, but they go and five, four, three, and they still make the motion of the two and the one. I just don't think they want the audio of the two and the one being caught in the take, so that's why really right. the they do
1: that. I was gonna yeah. say I don't recall this from NASA takeoffs that I <laughs> at least. Yeah,
0: I don't <laughs> not mean
1: NASA. I'm speaking solely of
0: the movie business.
1: <laughs> showbiz. Okay, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the, if nothing else, enthusiastic podcast, that is... Grown men watch this shit. Yeah, we do. We do. Uh, We kind of lied to everyone when we said we'd be back with regularity last time.
0: Yeah, hey, you know what? No, we're back to the regular schedule of irregularity. That's...
1: (laughs) That's I, what I, I, we I, I meant. wasn't clear. That's what we meant. Ah, everyone that thought they were going to get a podcast on the time that we say it's going to come out. Come on, guys. Jeez. Yeah,
0: it
1: shouldn't happen. <sighs> so, uh, I'm gonna, still going to ask you how you are, friend, uh, knowing full well that you've just been to a buttload of wrestling. So, how, how are you feeling right now?
0: I'm, um, as they say, knackered. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of tired, I'm a little bit uh, worn out, a little wrestled out Not totally wrestled out, like I'm still going to watch Raw on Monday But
1: Maybe. man, I
0: saw four shows in the span of three days, it's quite a bit of wrestling
1: Dang, that certainly is, what time is it there right now?
0: Currently we are at uh, 10.25 in the PM
1: Huh, it's earlier than I thought it would be for some reason
0: Yeah, you I know, guess, so uh, know, early... time zones are crazy
1: yeah, and you know, like Sunday shows, I guess, generally finish a little bit earlier than other shows.
0: Yeah, normally, uh, like whack, they typically run on Sunday, but they have a start time of four, whereas mm. uh, the the five show today or the Wrestle Summit two show today started at five.
1: Right. Okay. Well, let's just jump right into that. So let's let's run everybody down all of the shit that you, you went to this weekend and for just a by the sounds of it a crazy weekend for the Pacific Northwest wrestling scene, right?
0: Yeah, and there's even a show down in Portland that I missed uh that took place today. But yeah, so first uh we had on Friday three two one battle which had special guest Effie in the house. Ooh. And him and uh Eddie Van Glam had a pretty crazy match that ended up uh, with a choke slam into a pool of jello. The match had everything.
1: <laughs> does, does Eddie Van Glam still have his uh, his Van Halen inspired gear? And Always, of weird course. Weird thong gimmick. Oh, that's
0: that's his jam, man. Thongs, butt stuff. It's mm-hmm. Eddie Van Glam in a in a uh, what they, they say a nutshell. Is that I was looking for the colloquialism, but it was escaping yeah.
1: me. I, th- I think that that's pretty well it.
0: Has, has he grown yeah.
1: back? His hair.
0: It's not totally long. No, it's like a little spiky do.
1: Ah, right, right. Okay, so that's probably the exact same Eddie Van Glam that I uh, watched wrestle about four years ago, sounds like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and <it laughs> Eddie good with, uh
0: Eddie and uh, Effie uh, not so happy. Uh, Eddie, mm-hmm. I think, Effie tried to offer him a, a little bit of love, and Eddie rejected that love, so I think we'll see this one again. But yeah, um, man, 3-2-1's uh, always a good time, and yeah, no shocker, it was once again a great time. Lovely. Lovely. Uh,
1: so, uh, what, what was next on your platter?
0: Oh, then we had uh, Whack Without a Cause up in Everett with a special Saturday show. They normally don't do that. Yeah, uh, they, they, they were, were like
1: the Sunday show gimmick, right?
0: Yeah, but, you know, you're running Russell Summit that weekend, so you got to mm. make some changes. Um, and we see here. Pulling up the card for that. That also featured Effie and uh, Ricky He's Stark. Right now. Yep, and then also Ricky Starks and Logan Stunt. Oh, yeah, Logan was also on uh, the 3-2-1 show, and he took a, a dive off a ladder and literally almost landed on the top of his head. It was when he took so a dive? fucking scary. Yeah, he took a dive off the top of the ladder and almost landed on the top so, of his head. Like...
1: So he caught someone jumping off of a ladder onto him and somehow managed to land on his head?
0: No, he, t- he himself dove... Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, yeah, he dove right. off of a ladder, and then either A, didn't rotate fully, or not many people there to c- catch him adequately. I think it was the former, not the latter. Uh, but yeah, almost spiked himself directly on the ground. Holy crap, that was scary. Oh,
1: yeah, that's never fun.
0: But yeah, the, the wax Show was dope. Uh, Ricky Starks, people have probably seen him on Power. He's fucking awesome, dude. Are you familiar?
1: Um, I, I should be, but for some reason, a face is not matching the name. I've loved NWA Power thus far. He's
0: the one with the guy who came out with the
1: really, the really good promo. Uh,
0: I think it was on the second show.
1: <laughs> That's like. <laughs> so this show is basically known for having the best promos in wrestling, where everyone does a really good promo, and he's yeah, the he guy with the a best. really good promo. Yeah,
0: yeah, you know, Ricky Stark, Stroke Daddy. People remember you're. Uh, you're ah, yeah yeah yeah, okay. yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. I remember him now. When you said Stroke Daddy, that's what got it.
0: Yeah, you remember those pet names. I know you. Mm -hmm. But anyway.
1: I I say Austin Idol is still number one, but Ricky's up there. (laughs) Um, This had uh, fucking
0: uh, Eddie Edwards on the show as well versus Daniel Maccabe, which was actually a really hard-hitting match. Oh, question.
1: What? Was Eddie Edwards wrestling in those fucking weird... Jeans and singlet gimmick and kicks that he was wrestling on last time I showed him. Sorry.
0: Uh, yes, and Damn no. It. He wasn't wearing... I couldn't see a singlet. He was wearing a t-shirt and a baseball hat when he started out. Uh, but yeah, wearing jeans and, and, and shoes. A very different Eddie Edwards.
1: I hate it. I hate it.
0: You know, like a man making a change in his in his attire? What's, what's the issue?
1: I am a fan of people changing things up. I think that's great. I just have a fucking disdain for people wrestling in jeans and a t-shirt i think it's the worst oh, thing in the world
0: orange cast you know that
1: mm, mm. Mm, mm. yes kind of his jam but
0: whatever okay
1: he gets uh. away with it <laughs> he he. that's his thing he can do it everyone else i i don't get it a great part of the show was uh
0: the steve makes came out and then chris ross also came out they kind of were jarring back and forth and decided to have essentially like a Survivor Series-style matchup later in the show. But they didn't mention later in the show right away. They just picked their teams, had everyone come out, and after they're done picking their teams, everyone went to the back.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's like, (laughs) what thought we're getting a match here? Oh, well.
0: Yeah, it was fucking great. Like, it definitely wasn't intended to be that awkward, but it kind of made it hilariously funny that it was so awkward. So they're all kind of all just like, oh, shit, okay. Uh, See you guys later. Great. And then uh, another match that I think honestly a lot of people should book, even not even just in the Pacific Northwest, was fucking Jarrell Nelson and Chris Bay. Fucking Jarrell Nelson is a powerhouse who's super athletic. Dude he's jacked up to the gills, and then Chris Bay is just fucking great. He's three years in the game and he's just fucking tremendous.
1: Nice. Yeah, I'm not particularly familiar with either of those guys, but good for them. You
0: should seek it out. Yeah. Mhm, and then uh, later in that day we had Wrestle Summit too. So I Woo. took the trip from Everett, Washington, down to Seattle, Washington, and uh, I didn't want to drive all the way home, so I got to the show epically early and uh, decided to walk around and find some food. And I got, Smart. I found a taco truck, Woo. and uh, a homeless guy guilted me into buying a quesadilla. So I hello colin shout out to colin the homeless guy who got a case of quesadilla what up colin uh, yeah so i ate my tacos and then i head back to the show but dude super excited to watch Miko go sadamura oh fucking dude let, let's cool.
1: explain to people just what this wrestle summit is it's a bit of a big deal i'd say it's probably one of the preeminent events uh that you guys get on the west coast over there yep, annually yep. Uh,
0: this is the year dose so hopefully it will continue i it was once again a success so i can't see it not be so um, it's but like it
1: defy pcw and uh depends that that's, yeah. that's
0: the, where it peppers in like somebody else could show up this year the third installment was progress wrestling which was cool uh i guess they only really offered up Mieko. and uh is Jimmy havoc still considered a progress guy no no, no. yeah yeah, so really, it's just Mako, but Jimmy was there as well,
1: and then so that's uh, interesting because like their progress at this stage is pretty well, just kind of like the kind of crew where they're they're one of the few groups that are allowed to use the UK NXT or NXT UK contract guys, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so not getting those guys, there's it's a uh, but yeah, I guess Mako. <laughs> just make <her>. yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's what it turned out to be but hey th- th- she defended a title that belongs to them so I guess it works you know yeah Yeah. I guess so uh, but yeah uh, dude Sonico and Jimmy Havoc was pretty freaking incredible I'm not going to run down everything that would happen in the match but uh, pretty insane spot at the end with two chairs laying on their side stacked together that some people got put on so
1: uh, fuck pretty deadly and Welcome home for Sonico after his nice trip to Noah. Mm, indeed. What Can I ask you, what What are your thoughts on Jimmy Havoc at the moment? Because he's uh, been, been kind of a bit of a... Um, what's the word? I don't know. Like con- contrasting opinions kind of dude through the AEW run, I guess. Initially, a lot of people were excited to see him, but I, I don't know. Like, I, I wonder if like the buzz has kind of worn off on him or what. I mean... What do you think?
0: Um, well, I mean, I think Jimmy's awesome because he presents what he presents like you're going to get a Jimmy Havoc match, which is pretty, pretty straightforward, some gimmicky shit, some hard hitting shit, not a ton of finesse. And I mean, if you're going to Jimmy Havoc to expect a bunch of finesse, you're out of luck usually. You know what I mean? Mm. And t- some guy described him today as just a guy with a shitty haircut that gets drunk and I like Jimmy Havoc, and I can't <laughs> put him down like that. But the guy does like to have a beverage.
1: Mm. As, uh, what do you think? Are you Davis down did. on him right now? Um, yeah, I mean, I was kind of like a little bit... I was intrigued with the AEW run. Because, I mean, I, I was a fan of Jimmy Havoc way back, like early on in the progress days when he had that, that epic feud against Jim Smallman and, and through that with um, Will Ospreay and... His um his former tag team partner and stuff was kind of like the epic year long feud that that Progress Wrestling was basically built off of, but yeah. and then I was I was pretty into him at, at points in MLW as well, but um I guess it just got to a point where it kind of like he's just like oh, yep this is the Jimmy Havoc shtick and like once you're kind of like not that wowed by the craziness of the spots and you've seen him do like the the paper cut gimmick and all that kind of stuff. It just uh I don't know, it gets a little bit old, I guess. So I, I have people not been a fan of, him the for damn a bit paper, of a while.
0: The, the damn fucking paper gimmick.
1: Yeah, it's funny what things like we will we'll get a, a good reaction like that, like on the, the cool indie kinda shows. Um mm-hmm. like uh your you know, more intimate kind of like uh shows where it's like everyone kinda knows wrestling, they're there to have fun, they're there to get drunk off their ass. And they just don't get quite as over in like a bigger setting, I guess. Um, But yeah, you're right. Every time I've seen him on like a a smaller indie show do do that move, always gets a great pop.
0: Yeah, this one, he actually went out in the crowd and took somebody's uh, merchandise, the poster that they got from the event and the meet and greet uh, and used that, which almost kind of made it. Like you realize this poster is not going to be as stiff, taxi to the paper, but, but everybody still fucking pops. They don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway. it was actually a really tremendous match. Like, no bullshit. It's Nice. Say what you will about Jimmy Havoc and maybe sticking to his shtick, but it was still a really great match. Hard hitting, and Sonico's awesome.
1: Pretty mm-hmm. good. Um, yeah, th- who, uh, I, I heard um, the Satamura Nicole Savoy match was a bit of a disappointment. What was going on there?
0: I personally was a bit disappointed. I was a bit disappointed. I don't know. Maybe it's just Nicole can't hang with Mako. I was going to say,
1: basically, we have the greatest female wrestler in the last, what, 10 to 15 years, I I would say. She's pretty much held on to that reputation for that long. Probably since, like, what, Manami Toyota? I'd say she's, like been in that spot um so if you're not having a great match with Satamora, i would probably put that on the other um other elements of the match personally But i don't know maybe yeah. that's not fair
0: uh, no i certainly was hoping for more uh but the douglas james and the jake alice match that one really... yeah that
1: i thought that would have delivered because like they're two yeah. guys that know each other very well probably worked one another what like dozens of times at this point um and yeah i'm a, I'm a big fan of douglas james
0: yeah dude he's fucking great man small guy but like you couldn't get more muscles on the guy he's fucking ripped and tremendously athletic there's mm-hmm. like just some guys out there are ridiculous uh actually i need to forget to mention it jet knight a guy who worked at whack that guy mm-hmm. is so fucking athletic he's probably gonna get signed up quick he's only been wrestling for like two years so if somebody gets them in their system they're like Almost like a sh- a not can't miss wrestler right there.
1: Right now, now when you say athletic, it's a lot of different types of athletic in the world of uh, indie professional wrestling. You know, you got your high spot kind of dudes. You got your dudes that can just do some crazy, insane like agility type stuff. You got your more gymnastic type guys. You just got like freaks like Jack Evans, who don't even seem like they're made out of normal human i don't even know uh but i mean what what kind of athletic are we talking here
0: uh well he did a so two people two people were running the rope said he jumped up and leaped over both of them and did a complete split in the middle of the air over these two over six foot tall people Ooh. so
1: yeah it was so he did the, you know the springs drop- in them legs the typical drop-down
0: in, you know, Leapfrog. Yeah.
1: You know. Yeah,
0: but he did that with two people.
1: I actually Dude. watched the gif of that that you posted, yeah. sir. Fucking ridiculous. Yeah. That yeah. is impressive.
0: Yeah, at night. But, yeah. Uh, so, then we fucking... The show I just got home from tonight was pretty fucking dope. Another standout match uh, was so Jake So, this, this was
1: part dose of year Wrestle dose. Summit Night 2... So yeah,
0: yeah two, this one, two. yeah, night two of Wrestle Summit two, beautiful. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, the one that was probably the best match of this night was Jake Alice and Cody Chun. Cody's, Cody's really great. He's been basically a fan favorite the whole time. Defy's been going down, uh, but Jake, you know, still amazing and put on an incredibly long, some awesome false finishes that everybody bit on several times. It was fucking great. Nice. Yeah, let's let us see if we look at the rest of the card. Oh, and then, uh oh, man, Big Heel Turn, our champ, Schaff. He turned heel on Artemis Spencer and joined with the American Guns. Now they're a trio, dude.
1: Oh, no. Broke dude. all of the, the hearts of the loyal
0: feds. Defiance.
1: Yeah, the defiance. Oh.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. It
1: was a week. Oh. Were there but children crying night- in the crowd?
0: I yeah it was a, all it was a all uh all events or all ages events so yeah
1: there were children who were upset was there a why chaff why can
0: I'm sure somebody did <laughs> <laughs> There's all kinds of awesome people who take advantage of the sweet cliches, so I bet somebody did <laughs> <laughs> Now that you mentioned it, I wish I had
1: <laughs> oh well next
0: time And then uh, after the show was over I went to leave and I walked by Mako at her merch booth and I told her how awesome she is and that she's the best and that i think Sendai is awesome and i went to leave and i walked all the way downstairs i'm like why didn't i get a picture and i started walking back up and i got (laughs) halfway up i'm like no it'll be weird to show back up and ask for a picture after all that so i started walking back downstairs again i'm like you know what no fuck it (laughs) then you went back (laughs) up the stairs what kind of opportunities do i have so i went back up the stairs and i got the picture with her she was so fucking nice amazing i'm so glad you did yeah, and then I headed back down the stairs, and the guy who, there was a guy who was holding the door who saw me literally <laughs> do all the math in my head. And so I go, Man, you watched me do some mental gymnastics to give myself the courage to go get a, get this picture. And he looked at me and goes, I'm so glad you did, dude. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's the best. Yeah, I literally relight. was so
0: nervous. I was shaking, dude. Like, yeah, when I met Flair, I was super nervous and I was shaking a bit, but with her, like, I was just like, Holy crap.
1: Yeah, everything I've heard everyone says she's just the nicest human. Um mm-hmm. but uh, that that's pretty that's awesome both for you and for this show because like I don't know many other uh podcasts that uh cover Sendo Girls as much as we do. So <laughs> yeah. and you got to you got to to meet and get a photo with the uh face of of Sendo Girls. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah. They call the uh the chick from Game of Thrones is the mother of, arm, or of dragons, so I'm going to mm-hmm. call Mako the mother of armdrags. <laughs> <laughs> That's great.
1: My dog uh, stepped on my headset and it's all jacked up. Give me a second. Talk. I, I heard that. I heard the, okay, the jacked right, up we're... nature of the... Yeah,
0: stupid dog. Man, what do you What is it about dogs and podcasts? Your dog seem to stay away. Mine just wants to get up in my grill.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah! You, yours is hot tagged into the the place of disrupting the podcast, and my toaster just decided to be really good uh, yeah. for the last little while, so can't complain.
0: No, no sir, but yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, end of the weekend, amazing to even think about that. Four year or three, or two years ago having this many shows packed into one weekend with this level of talent was unheard of. Yeah. And now it's just to it's imagine just that in
1: like the, the years before defy was a thing like, yeah. In, in like kind of the, what was the, the, the group that, um, Alvarez and, and buddy Wayne and all those guys used to work for up there.
0: Uh, the one I was familiar with was ICW. Right. Which was run by Tim Flowers, but I didn't know any of the other ones, but yeah. I think
1: that's it. Yeah, Tim Flowers okay. rings a rings a bell. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, man. How many bloody ICWs have we had over the years?
0: It's a very common acronym for sure.
1: Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh speaking of ICW, did you see the uh the last couple of awesome match announcements for ICW New York coming up?
0: I did not Go ahead and fill me in, sir.
1: so the last one that uh just uh it tickled me uh very much, uh so we had Necro butcher announced against um schlack.
0: did you see that one? Actually, I did hear about that that's to me, I was like, oh man, this is a pretty the white white ring white damn it, I can't talk the right wing wrestling fans are gonna love this match. <laughs>
1: Oh, you're making yeah. it political there. I see. I'm just giving it a <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I see. There, yeah, taking it there, are we?
0: <laughs> Sorry, I was, I was just
1: busting balls. i don't go fuck. I am. I am also. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yo,
0: that's just pretty gnarly. Those guys are gonna beat the fucking tar out of each other.
1: I'm. I'm just so happy to hear that. Um, Necro is like coming back on his own terms. You know, like. I um I've I've been such a big Necro Butcher fan for the longest time and um from all accounts he's just a fantastic dude. Um I I, fr- I have friends who are, are quite close with him and um yeah, they've just uh one of those guys that's like a confirmed good dude. Um and I was I was really happy with how we actually got out of wrestling uh with the um I never actually got confirmation but you know the rumor of, of him winning the lottery and then um being able to to retire and no he, he won
0: like he won like a poker championship
1: poker championship right yeah
0: like online poker like he's super good at online poker i
1: guess <laughs> he's he's like a genius level guy he's in, has an incredibly high iq so I'm not too surprised by that but um i
0: always find that surprising with the guys who make a living and getting punched in the face like you, yep. that's a smart person wow that's a shocker but hey i
1: I know multiple guys like that like um uh not to to name drop but when i was in japan i I got to have dinner with um violento jack and he is just an insanely smart guy like insanely smart um same thing like uh mad dog like the the australian um famous deathmatch wrestler also very very smart so oh yeah yeah, it's, it's kind of weird how that happens. But yeah, it was like with Necro, he he didn't really get to kind of have that that big kind of like end to his career that I feel like he deserved. Um,
0: Bro. Bro, sorry to interrupt. What? Uh, update. Mm. Mako just followed me on Twitter.
1: Yay! Holy crap! That.
0: Good thing she can't understand what I'm saying. <laughs> Oh, that was a terrible joke. It a,
1: oh. oh, no, Nate oh. made it racist. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I, I really <laughs> respect her. I should have said that. That's okay. I don't, I don't think you have as many people out to get you for uh, potentially racist comments as uh, Jim Cornette does. So I think you'll be all right. <laughs>
0: Dude, uh, The guy who trolled me on Twitter all the time used to go tweet other wrestlers who followed me and say hey see so you follow james vanderby do you know he likes to use the n-word like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> i know he does have any, he had no proof of that but he would tell everyone oh is, that is that is just the the most twitterist thing of all twitter things
0: oh it's so funny like not funny really but in more of like i can't believe this is occurring
1: yeah exactly all right, so, so back to this uh, ICW New York show. So, this is the, the big show on uh, the January 4th, uh, 2020. So, occurring. Earth
0: City, I just pulled it up.
1: Exactly, occurring the, the same day as Wrestle Kingdom. I would assume we don't have too much of a clash considering it's on the other side of the world. Um, but, yeah, there's the same venue that, that we uh, got to see Spring Break at uh, this past year. Um, so in addition to Schlack against Necro, we've also got Chris Dickinson against Chris Cross, uh, which I think should be awesome. Like, they're they're kind of like the same dude, right? Chris Cross. He used to use that name, right? His name is
0: Kevin Cross. Chris Cross is the rap group.
1: (laughs) Really? I swear he at least... It's Chris Dickinson and Kevin Cross. Alright. I, uh... Believe you may be correct oh. on that one. <laughs> what it up, Chris?
0: I'm about to. What it up, Chris? I was born to. Do.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's so the best. Are fl- you saying he's the best? Is, slip of bandito junior. He is not a hip hop duo formed in the early nineties of Chris Mac, Daddy Kelly, and Chris Daddy Mac Smith. No, sir. <laughs> oh, fun. Um, oh, that's good
0: stuff. Thank you.
1: Yep. Yep. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh so yeah, they're pretty much the same dude, I think. Uh both uh Cross and Dickinson. I like They are
0: two badass motherfuckers who do a lot of kicking.
1: Hard hitting, intense. Uh I r I'm really down for that match. And then the match that I'm the most excited for, Loki against Masashi Takeda. Holy shit. That is pretty nuts. I cannot wait for that show. I've personally been a big fan of ICW New York lately. They've really been growing on me.
0: Yeah, the the show that we have watched, or I think we watched maybe one or two, have been a fucking fun event.
1: Yeah, man. Did, did you watch... This has gone back a while. I don't think we ever discussed this on the podcast. Sometimes we watch things, listeners. Sometimes we watch things in preparation uh, for a show, and then, you know, life gets in the way. We don't do the show, and then we forget about the things that we watched, and we don't even talk about them. Uh, yep. such as, as this ICW show that we watched from a couple of months back, uh, between Eddie Kingston, the main event was Eddie Kingston and Daisuke Sakamoto, which to me was like the greatest Eddie Kingston match I've ever seen. I love the shit out of that match. I think
0: I, I think we did watch. I swear <laughs> I watched that.
1: Cause I know Chris had a Daisuke match. too Dickinson? that we watched,
0: right?
1: Yeah. 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 he yeah, yeah. did.
0: I swear I wore that, watched that one too because it was the one that put over like, one won, of the best Eddie
1: matches in forever. They were both from the same weekend because the Dickinson one was on that that big uh, Beyond uh, American Rana show, and the yeah. uh, Kingston one was from the night prior at ICW. Yep.
0: Yeah, I'm certain we watched that. Yes, sir.
1: Yep, that was great. I think there was also like a great uh, Dan Math match with uh, with Nick Gage where they um, played up the, the Nick Gage injury, but he just kept on ballsing his way through. I really like that. And I remember there was other stuff on the show that was great too. such as. Speaking every...
0: of Dan Moff, mm-hmm. Uh we should touch base on what do you think of his re-signing with Ring of oh, Honor? Oh,
1: I'm so happy about it, man. Like, Muff uh, is one of those guys that I was such a fan of back in the day. Um, obviously, like, the, the Hit Squad was, like, such a huge thing, both in early days, ROH, Uh, like jersey all pro like all of that that northeast scene at the time um then in roh like yeah the the great team with bj whitmer um the prophecy with fucking christopher daniels yeah exactly and like just so many just random matches in roh from back then like four ways and shit that had dan marth in them that were just fucking awesome like he was great and then he disappeared for a long time I, i actually saw him on the first ever beyond show that i went to um up in in Providence, Rhode Island. i uh, Got to see, yeah, DHS teaming together, which like got me in all of the nostalgic kind of ways and just made me real happy. Then again, he was kind of just like pigeonholed in that that some of those smaller groups up there, and like ICW and not really doing anything on a national scene, despite him being like fucking awesome. Um, well, you remember what happened with uh, the out of rumors? Yeah. yeah.
0: Well it was what the rumor that homicide even put forward like, and now they're well, working. Together. Yeah. He
1: was, he was blackballed from, uh, and again, rumor and spe- speculation, but yeah, uh, yeah. the word was that he was, um, blackballed from any show that homicide was on, uh, for, for unknown reasons rumored to be him getting with like homicide's niece Underage. or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously water under the bridge. Uh, yeah, since now, now they're on that, like so many shows together
0: exactly i was just i wish there had been some sort of them maybe it's better they just tried to sweep it on the rug but there are people who call dan a pedophile still because of that shit and they it hasn't been mentioned it's like
1: well it's bullshit because it was never like publicly said to be a thing to get go it's just all this like you know whispers like bullshit like that, well, that no, no one even homicide knows
0: released a, released a statement he said like if it, I will never talk about Dan Moff again, like it was a big long statement. Yeah, but they never he released a my statement people. on what he did. No, and that's what I mean. Like they should, there should have been something to clear the air because they basically marred this guy's career for a lot of people's eyes. You know what I mean? Like those are kind of accusations, even especially when it's coming from someone close to the the, the victim that people take very seriously. And to not really know how it all shook out, I'm glad Dan Moff's back, but. I've heard, I've saw a bunch of people like saying, oh yeah, ROH is hiding up another pedophile.
1: Man, that's bullshit. I, that, that's something that really annoys me. Like, especially about wrestling Twitter, like people that will like get up in arms about something that like, and, and like choose to fucking use this as their, their point of, of outrage for something they have fucking no idea what actually happened. Like, yeah. at least if, if you're going <laughs> to so, be outraged about something, at least have some sort of like knowledge of what you're you're being outraged about. They've just been fucking crazy about some speculation of of some rumor. It's bullshit.
0: The only logic I think that could possibly be what occurred is maybe Homicide's niece made something up that. Um, I'm, this is all speculation on my part because it's the only way I think I could rationalize these rationalize these two people working together again. Is he she made accusations? Homicide, of course, assumed to believe his family member Dan Moff, probably eventually cleared his name and they decided to you know move on. But when no one, nothing is made public about how it shook out, people. Like the, like the people online are going to speculate and then make accusations, uh, unfortunately. I just wish there was, because I'm one of those people who's curious. I love Dan Moff, and I, I don't want to support somebody who, now I don't believe he is a pedophile, but had those accusations, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I, I just, if, if there's no solid, you know, evidence ah. to any accusation or anything at all, I'm like, no, I don't know. It's just weird. But, like, well, that, I mean, that's the story solid. of independent wrestling, right? But there it was no accusation. There was homicide, this... there was. He never actually came out and said, hey, he fucked my underage niece. Like, he never For actually sure, sure. said that. Yeah, he said, pro...
0: said fucking with my family.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was very vague. So we don't know. But, I mean, that's, like, the history of independent wrestling. Like, you, you have, and, and I can confirm this from working in various shitty Australian locker rooms over the years. You you can have dudes where someone like fucks someone's wife or whatever, and then there's heat, and then a guy gets blackballed, and whatever. And then, like, next thing you know, they're, they're back and they're, they're buddies and they're working a program over it. Like, yeah, it's, it's the weirdest thing, but it's like so just that that is independent wrestling right there, you know.
0: Well, I hope it was something that was a misunderstanding and not just that they decided that water under the bridge about something insane cuz that's fucking insane but I'm glad to have Dan Moth back cuz he's always he was always a tremendous athlete the guy who fucking in, incredible for a man his size
1: yeah 100% I I see him in a lot of ways similar to uh the the PCO redemption story um Oh that could be interesting In uh yeah like a lot of correlations right of a a guy who who really should have been something huge uh but you know bullshit uh pre- prevented it um but, yeah, like I, I I'm really happy for him, um, and yeah, I just find it so weird that like people are holding on to this. I, I see it in a lot of the comments and stuff on um, the uh, match announcements and stuff like the, the big match announcement for, for final battle coming up. Um, mm-hmm. it's uh, what is it? It's Marth against Jeff Cobb. Which should be a fucking insanely great match. Like, I'm so pumped for that match. And they just have all these fucking troll assholes, like, commenting on it. Bullshit that has nothing to do with the actual in-ring match. Which, ugh. But, yeah. that I, I think, overall, Final Battle is looking to be a great show.
0: Give me one second, okay?
1: Yep. You got it. I uh, should probably be filling this time with uh, talk. Uh, I have I've left Jeremy on many occasions to go and pee, and he uh, thankfully doesn't leave was us a... with dead, dead silence. <clears throat> so <laughs> The dag, the damn dag. The dag. Um,
0: the dag was biting me feverishly, getting to the table, licking my delicious jalapeno cheese from my tortilla chips. Yeah. I couldn't have it. I had to stop him.
1: Yeah, that, that sounds delicious, by the way. I've just realized mm. I'm quite hungry. Mm. Finished. Finished. Yeah. So other than that, Dan Marf against Jeff Cobb, which should be... Fuck. That, that's my kind of match, man. Just two Dang. big big boys fucking slugging it out. Suplexing one another. Uh, just, man, that's that's going to be great. Uh, Flamita and Bandito against Villain Enterprises of Flip Gordon and uh, Marty. Which could potentially be Marty's uh, last uh, match there, but we'll see how that shakes out. But in ring, like that, that should actually be just a fabulous pairing. Um, Dragon Lee against Shane Taylor, which is just fucking bizarre, but should what? be good. <laughs> I mean, I've seen uh, like dudes have great matches with Shane Taylor. Uh, what, what was that one? At, uh, the the anniversary show this past year where Shane Taylor just had a shockingly great match.
0: Hmm. Uh, I have honestly no fucking idea. Let me pull it up.
1: I want to say uh, maybe well, Cobb. I think Cobb and Taylor they had just a, a great, great match. But yeah, so Shane...
0: anniversary show. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, I'm looking it up.
1: Let's see if my memory serves me correctly. This is where we need the
0: the uh... Yep, it was ROH versus Jeff Cobb.
1: Yeah. Man, this is, as someone who has had many concussions uh, and also has ADD, remembering stuff can be tricky for me sometimes. So when I If I can pull it off though, dude. Yeah, I'm real happy with myself. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we have uh, a grudge match of Matt Taven against Vincent no, not uh Virgil/Soul Train Jones. This is uh Vinny Messalia, which uh, apparently he's changed his name. Uh that that I, I didn't know that uh the kingdom was not a thing anymore. Apparently it is not. Uh Hask- yep, yep, Haskins against Bully Ray. <laughs> uh I have never been looking forward to a Bully Ray match during his entire uh, ROH run with the exception of that that final battle match last year against Flip Gordon which was actually fucking awesome uh but yeah uh and then Briscoe's against Lethal and Gresham which again should be fucking great because I love all four of those guys and then a main event of Rush against PCO for the ROH World Championship
0: that's do do you think that is there's a title change coming in our hands or in our future
1: uh I don't know it's an interesting one i like i definitely think it's going to be a brawl type of crazy match like is that really the only good rush matches um or roosh i should say uh, in terms of the title changing hands uh i, I yeah i could see it I'd, I'd do you think be...
0: they'll give pco his own personalized
1: title with PCO's face on it. I hope not. And it's got a it's got electric lightning shooting out of it. Oh man, will they charge like fucking six and a half grand for replicas <laughs> of it? <laughs> oh, you saw what I was getting at there. I did. I I got your reference. <laughs> fucking hey, dude. Uh
0: anybody who actually buys that deserves to be kicked directly in the penis. Like yeah, the, exactly. not even the balls. Like does hard erect penis just kicked. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I um I saw your your post about that on on Twitter about saying hey if you have that kind of money just put together yeah. a wrestling show and then I was like yeah and then I like read the comments and one of the worker was, workers was like hey actually if you're considering buying that belt please don't have any fucking thing to do with, with the, the show <laughs> with yeah the promoting of wrestling and I was like yes fair, very point, strong. fair point <laughs> yes point <indeed>. yes. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. That's I, I'm I'm mainly concerned with, with this belt, right? For the the wrestling fans with you know disposable income, quote unquote, yeah. who have families. They're the ones who I'm concerned that will be buying this. Who, you know, hey, I could put this money aside for my child's education, or I could buy this fucking fiend belt. Yeah, it's fucking hey, man. Yeah, they're the- and anybody who
0: walks into public wearing that thing, people are like. That's not a status symbol, dude. Everyone <laughs> knows how dumb you are. Yeah, can you imagine
1: seeing that guy at WrestleMania weekend? Fuck me. I'm way. like,
0: fuck you, dude.
1: <laughs> I think it'll be publicly acceptable to just throw things at them. Yeah, I hope so. Just throw trash at them. You just see them, and then just a barrage of trash everywhere they go.
0: And I realized when the new bell came out that the new Bray Wyatt kind of sucks. Yeah. Like, it, it. I didn't really... Like, the theme song is cool. The entrance is neat. Mm-hmm. The mask is pretty cool. But overall, shit's kind of hokey. Yeah. <laughs> it's like oh. a hat on a hat on a hat. I, I made that reference before, but it literally is. Like, they're giving every possible gimmick to this guy. And it's just so overwrought. It's ridiculous.
1: It. Yeah, I hate it. I um, made the mistake of uh, watching... Survivor Series uh, with the guys uh, last week, um, and normally I I stay away from those shows. And then I I had a last minute thing where I was like, you know what, this is this is an opportunity to hang out with your friends, to have a nice time, to socialize, and this bullshit show's just going around the background. And hey, by the standards of a WWE pay per view, this actually looks like it has some promise. So you should go, go on, go on and have a good time with the guys. I'm like, all right. This is the internal dialogue <laughs> that I had with myself. So I go, and the fuck, I hated that show so much. Um, everything that I was looking forward to disappointed megally. Um But, yeah, I think the thing that offended me the most was just the, just the overall everything about that fucking Fiend-Danielson match. Just the red lights, the bullshit. The, oh, man, I, I hate that gimmick. I don't know how people got excited about it, Actually, no, I understand because some of those fucking Firefly Funhouse segments were, were pretty inventive, groundbreaking even in some ways. But mm-hmm. yeah, I just fucking hate that character and I hate everything about it.
0: The red lighting is, I think, really what killed it mostly. Like when he came out and faced Seth with the red lighting and no one could really see what the fuck's going on, I think everyone's going kind of like, hey, wait a minute. I think we've been tricked. <laughs> this is not good. <laughs>
1: yeah i think it's got uh yeah, go away heat with me after the uh Hell in a cell thing and I'm, i I'm thinking a lot of people
0: yeah i think a lot of, a lot of people are coming that way uh i enjoyed survivor series overall as a entire entirety as a show, but yeah i didn't care for
1: that particular match mm, mm. and is uh i i question whether he actually has a uh a dental background to be pulling off the uh the mandible claw maneuver that he has started to (laughs) leave
0: that to the professionals Bray Wyatt.
1: (laughs) That brings me to the the last um, last dynamite episode with uh, Britt Baker, Uh, the the running joke of uh, every single time she is on screen at some point, someone has to say, did you know she's a dentist? Um, (laughs) To the point there was actually a chant in the crowd of "She's a dentist," (laughs) like (laughs) making it
0: not an actual part of her gimmick, but having it be her entire gimmick. Like, there's nothing about her that says dentist. She just says she's a dentist. It's so dumb.
1: I actually like it because, like, you do, yeah, because, like, hear me out. The flip side is the Vince style doing this, right? Like your early '90s period where you have the fucking Duke the Dumpster drozy. you have the fucking IRS man, you have the, the fucking Isaac, Isaac Yankum. Isaac Yankum. No, well, that was what I was going to build up to. Uh, okay, but, but anyway, that's all right. But yeah, basically everyone who just has this wacky occupation and that is the entirety of their character. It's totally two di- two dimensional. Uh, in in no way do they have anything else in their life other than just being a fucking trash man or a or what was the other one Repo Man that was that was my favorite. Word of Bob Holly, remember he was a race car driver. Yeah, right. But like, a if they're fucking doing that, why are they wrestling? You know, yeah. is, is it to like spread their their brand so that they can? It would actually work to the opposite of the Repo Man because everyone's going to know you know what he is when he's coming to get their shit.
0: We'll also think about Duke the Dumpster Josie, like what kind of freelance <laughs> garbage man is fucking? he just showing up at different places like guys, I know how to drive the truck, just let me work.
1: I guess in in his defense, you do the garbage <laughs> early in the morning, so you have the rest of the day to to you know, do wrestling <laughs> and take bookings. <laughs> yeah. But I would just thought the whole thing is so fucking dumb. You know, it's the type of thing where you look at it and you're like, it, it makes you embarrassed to be watching wrestling. it's so ridiculous. No, actually Duke,
0: Duke the Dumpster Josie would literally have to book both his wrestling matches as well as his dumpster <laughs> diving or dumpster cleaning. Like, i
1: feel like that'd be in town be hard wrestling, to line up. so do you guys need any work? What? I feel like that would be difficult to line up. Yeah, exactly. How does he... It...
0: He must have a planner.
1: Yeah. But overall, I just thought those kind of two-dimensional gimmicks are fucking stupid. Whereas with the way they use it for Britt Baker... Is that she is a, a wrestler? She is, you know, a, a character. She's a person. Um, you know, we've seen kind of the the her having the initial success and then struggling after the the loss to um to what's her name, the the champion at the moment who is very good Rio Rio, yeah. Um and yeah, like she she's an actual three dimensional person who happens outside of wrestling. To be a, a dentist, which is more brought up as like an interesting trivia side note as opposed to just the totality of her character. So, but she
0: wears a. Doctor's coat and has her finishing move called the lockjaw. It's, uh,
1: well, I mean, you gotta you gotta <laughs> take advantage of it for marketing purposes.
0: Oh, true, true, true.
1: <laughs> you know, you imagine Marty in marketing is like, "Hey, come on, we got to use this," and she's like, "No, I don't want to." He's like, "Nah, it'll like, sell shirts." All right, fine, Marty.
0: Yeah, she's. We can't have her just wrestle as Britt Baker. We got to get that DDS in there. Okay, we'll do it. <laughs> Wait, is she? Uh, D- it was Isaac Yankem DDS. What is she? It's like Britt Baker DDM or something like that. DD. She's like a different. She's a different kind of dentist. Britt yeah. Baker. I
1: don't know. I um. I did find it interesting the the tidbit of from the, the last pay per view they were at, or she she, or maybe one of the Dynamites. Whether they are in a ho- hometown. I think it was one of the Dynamites leading up to the pay-per-view, and they said about the tidbit about how she used to actually study in the, the amphitheater thing above the, uh, that, that particular venue. So she spent oh. many a late night studying there. I, th- I thought those, those kind of little little bits are what uh, actually get me interested in the commentary rather than it just being a monotonous drawl of you know corporate WWE speak kind of thing.
0: Oh, for sure. Uh, and I also, I found out it's Britt Baker DMD. And I found that out by typing in Britt Baker, and the first three things that have come up are AEW, and the next one is dentist, and then DMD.
1: Ah,
0: there you go. <laughs> you Google her. It's even so common that dentist automatically comes up.
1: Huh. I um had a thing I was going to throw to, but I can't remember what it was gonna be so moving on <laughs> Great. Podcast, was it about brit baker and dental work it was about the uh, jr dropped a line about um the the inventor of the the mandible claw the other week and he was oh, like Dr. give it a google doctor the it's sam shepherd sam shepherd, sam right? shepherd. Yeah. yeah yeah so i i remember hearing something about this and then following jr's advice after the show i oh um, this story is great googled it and holy fucking shit! This was like this took up like the rest of my week because I just got such down such like a rabbit hole of how fucking this guy's like the most interesting personality in the history of fucking wrestling with just the <laughs> yes, most wild story. I it it blew my mind, man. Like for anyone that doesn't know, so Sam Shepard was actually a um, like a neurosurgeon, right?
0: Um, I don't remember the profession exactly, but yeah, I think you are correct.
1: I believe neurosurgeon. Um, successful neurosurgeon in uh, a, a small town um, and then he's uh, fault, basically uh, with everything in, in hindsight um, falsely uh, accused of murdering his wife um, now this that's a, a whole ridiculously big thing in and of itself of the actual way it went down basically like the, the whole court case was like made into a, a laughing stock and was probably one of the the most egregious examples of a, a court case um with an impartial jury being completely uh ruined by the local media um and and the the jury being anything but but impartial um and then yeah he spends like 10 years uh in jail for for fucking murdering his wife when it actually came out uh most likely it was the the handyman who was or the gardener i believe that was working on their their house but anyway who who happened to murder a whole bunch of other people um but anyway so long story short he's in jail for 10 years uh finally gets out um i, I think he was he was in some way cleared when he got a retrial and then uh he tries to return to um to uh neurosurgery um uh, but uh, the the pressure of it uh, you know obviously his fucking wife has been killed and he's been in jail for to people saying that he actually did it for um all that time and yeah he, he's just sort of he becomes an alcoholic and it kind of ruins his um neurosurgery career that he thought he'd be able to get back to and of all things, he becomes a professional wrestler uh, <laughs> and 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 actually like at this point you know his life's fucking gone to shit. Uh, his his mother actually like killed herself during the, the trial, I found out, because she thought, oh, my son's fucking killed his wife, and she, she kills herself. His father dies of cancer um, during the trial as well. Um, and, yeah, just an insane story. And then, yeah, he, he comes out, his life's gone to shit, becomes a professional wrestler and like goes by the, the gimmick of, of the, the killer because you know what else you're going to do i guess you take advantage of, of the guys the fucking brilliant awful <laughs> reputation that you have right <laughs> yeah which is that i mean that's how um uh, uh some of the other killers in wrestling got their gimmick with the who was the one that did the heart punch after he accidentally the dude had a heart ox Baker. yeah yeah ox baker right yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess that's by the standards of the time. Um, and yeah, he only wrestled for like I think three years or something like that. It was quite a short career. Um, but he invented the mandible claw from his experience in knowing the the nerve endings uh, in the mouth uh, as a as a surgeon, which is just wild. And then yeah, he he uh, died of, of like a, a freak brain aneurysm or something like that uh, not too long after. But just a just an insane story.
0: And his it's his whole story inspired the damn movie, the fug the TV show, and the movie, The Fugitive, the movie with Harrison Ford as uh, the character. Uh, they, they make make give him a different name, of course, but just imagine if they did that same movie where they did all that, and then also they do the second part where he does the wrestling. That would have been fucking amazing. Have you so seen crazy. The Fugitive,
1: sir? I have not actually seen The Fugitive.
0: Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty damn solid.
1: Man, it's one one of the ones that's actually been on my list. I uh, I am a, a big fan of um, the cinema from that period. So, yeah,
0: Tommy Lee Jones is particularly awesome in it.
1: Nice, nice. Yeah, so that that kind of <laughs> that just went down a wormhole and was just like, holy fucking shit! Just from Jr. saying, "Hey, that's one you should Google." So next time, everyone Jr. says you should Google something, do it. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, like, right. like you know the
0: the phrases you might use to refer to people from certain cotton or areas of the the world. You know, you might want to Google that.
1: <laughs> I felt so bad with all those pieces of shit piling <laughs> on him. I honestly, as soon as he ascended, said it, you knew ascended, was it flipped, was a I was disgusted
0: that because it, it was the second time he's done it, so I was like, "Fucking Jr." I i wasn't I, I did say disgusted because I'm hyperbolic a lot of times. I wasn't asking for the guy to be fired, but I'm like. Come on, guy, that's outdated as hell. But he, he
1: knew it. Like, if, if he didn't, yeah, you know, he
0: right away. He corrected Eden.
1: himself immediately. He, yeah. he, like, he knew that he he didn't say the right thing. And like, we've yeah. all fucking, you know, done that Fuck in that. life. So it's like, yeah, I mean,
0: a stupid joke earlier.
1: Yeah, yeah, right. It, so <laughs> I just, I don't know. It's it's again that thing that I fucking hate on Twitter, where everyone just like sitting there waiting to be faux offended by something so they can just leap and pile on a dude.
0: Yeah. On the same on the other side of that coin, I do think it's okay for people to call people out on their fucking flubs. I don't think he deserved to be fired out and anybody calling for JR to be fired over that shit is pretty fucking stupid, but I think we still should be able to like, hey man, that was dumb.
1: Well, if it wasn't like you actually knew that he knew it was dumb. Like if he was saying it with like a a, a way to where it's like seems like he thought that was right, then sure. Oh sure. But I yeah, mean yeah. if he's like literally correcting himself and you know that it's just a slip of wording that he didn't actually mean like oriental
0: asian well, female
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> shit happens
0: yeah it's just like you can tell he's like in his head like oh fuck How, oh come on i gotta fix this
1: yeah i was almost like waiting expecting him like are they gonna make him is he gonna do like a formal fucking apology on the air which i think would have been I assume bad that might happen yeah like, i i figure it would have just called more attention to something that is unnecessary that uh but yeah i don't know <sighs> fucking yeah next <laughs> um we uh so i recently got back from this fucking ridiculous japan trip still paying off a sizable credit card bill from said japan trip uh, saw just some incredible wrestling while I was there, like too much to even like compute. Like I was trying to be like, what, what was, what was my the best match and that kind of stuff. And it's just like, there's so much, I think I went to like 13 shows over two and a half weeks all, no all said. Um, so I was pretty much like <laughs> every like two days I was going to a wrestling show, if not more than that. Yeah. So there was, but I didn't really feel the fatigue as much as I thought I would have. Like, it had nothing on, like, WrestleMania weekend. But I guess it's, mm. like, you know, more sensibly spaced out. Uh, but, yeah, I saw some incredible wrestling, including a, a Sendai Girls show, which, uh, when it uh, the-, the tape of it comes out, yes, uh, I'm sure the VHS videotape will come out at some <laughs> point. <laughs> I think
0: this one's coming out on laser disc.
1: <laughs> Ooh, oh, my. I have to fire up the old, uh, what was the other thing that wasn't laser disc? But uh during the 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 other alternative to like vhs that didn't really take off
0: oh betamax
1: yeah betamax that's what i was going for yeah so when the betamax of that comes out we'll uh we'll definitely chat through it on the show but fuck that was fun um but one show that has since come out uh that we spoke briefly about last time but now uh Jeremy has, has actually had the opportunity to watch some of the top matches of, was the uh, the Big big Japan Wrestling Show of the Year. They're um, basically like their WrestleMania, for lack of a better better term, uh, BJW Ryugoku Tan 2019, which is a play on the uh, the famous venue, uh, Tokyo Ryugoku Kokugi Kan Sumo Hall. Um... And this just had it, it was like one of those huge cards where there was just so much going on, um, but certain things that just stick with you. To me, one of the big things was actually getting to see uh Kasai wrestle in person, the crazy monkey. Like that was that was a fucking cool moment. Um There was a whole bunch of awesome shit, but uh, one of the big things that a lot of people were talking about was uh, the return of uh, Walter, previously known as Big Van Walter, uh, from when he was working in uh, Big Japan many years ago, uh, with his old uh, tag team partner, who actually in his last match in Big Japan, uh, they teamed up. Daisuke Sakamoto uh, against uh, this one was against Yuji Hino and Yuji Okubayashi in just a big boy hoss fest slug fest fucking I, I love this so much and and you you got to watch this one as well uh, please give give me your thoughts
0: Um, uh, dude hoss fight for like the perfection like the mm. epitome of that is what we had here. <laughs> it was fucking great. Those t- uh both the UG guys are I, at first I couldn't tell them apart uh cuz their names are so close uh and I'm like but the the guy with the red hair mm-hmm. he is a fucking yeah, he's a fucking be- a beast. The other guy who I had never seen
1: before I was more impressed with him. What's right. His, what's
0: his last name again?
1: So that's Okabayashi. He is actually Daisuke Sekimoto's former tag partner. Okay. Uh, they were have had like some amazing matches over the years. Sekimoto and Okabayashi, affectionately known uh, as a team as Strong BJ, <laughs> <laughs> which I always wanted to buy the shirt of their tag team. <laughs> that would have been great. Yes. Um, but yeah, they've, they've had just, uh, they're probably like the best big boy hoss tag team of all time, in my opinion, which is pretty, pretty lofty. Um, but yeah, so, so now they're, it, they, I mean, they're just as good opponents as they are tag partners kind of thing. So I thought every one of their exchanges was fucking magic.
0: Yeah, there was some stuff there I should have written. We were going to discuss this after I had watched it right afterwards, so I didn't write anything down. But there were some spots that were really especially impressive. By am like, nothing comes to mind. I apologize. This is terrible podcast material. There was stuff I wanted to talk about, but now I can't talk about it because I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I
1: so, guys, I hope stuff. you enjoy that. <laughs> I, I did uh... – Because I I watched it live. We
0: should post these ones up so people can check them out.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll share the links. Um, But yeah, I was there live for this, but then I I watched like fucking 11 shows after it. So it was kind of just like this foggy, distant memory of like, I remembered the big guys beating the shit out of one another and it being great. And that was kind of like the extent of my memories. Um, So I I also gave it a a rewatch when when you watched it. Um, And it was great because it... Uh, it's cool because it kind of refined my memories. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember loving that, and I remember loving that. Like, I think just the general escalation of intensity through this match was one of my favorite things. And, and the the strong division in in BJW that that's what they're fucking best for, you know, starting out with the smaller stuff and just building up, 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 kind of like the um the old old Japan Kings Road style uh, in that way with you. Your, classics of like, you know, Kawada, Misawa, Taowei, Kobashi, those kind of dudes. Um but like starting out with the little things and building up 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 um and and little when they got to the chops, you know, like the big boy chops. It's just one of the best fucking things like you'll ever gunshots,
0: see. Gunshots, dude. They yeah. sounded like gunshots going off. Like how
1: was that in person? And the Oh it's so good. Like that that was one of the things like it's so impressive just seeing these masses of humanity in person, like, because you can see it, like, that they're big dudes when you're watching the, the, you know, video of it. But like when you're actually there in person, you're just like, these are big fucking meaty men that are hitting each other real hard, and you can actually, you know, hear the the impact of like your forearms and your chops and shit like that. Um, that doesn't translate quite as well on the, on film. But oh man, just that the spectacle of it. Was, was one of the best things um and yeah they've all just got such enormous chests so there's a lot of room to chop you know
0: yeah then the daisuke like that neck stacked upon those shoulders it, it looks so weird he's just he's he's built like an l or one of those action figures not the ljn ones but the other <laughs> line you know what i mean? I man? know
1: the ones you mean yeah exactly yeah he's built like that man Okobayashi as well like they're both oh just for like, sure
0: they must have the same lifting regimen.
1: Yeah, 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 most definitely. Um, yeah, like the the chops. There was a great bit that I actually did take note of here where um, Yuji Hino, when, when Walter was doing his big, big comeback and doing his Walter chops, which, you know, next level, Hino actually caught one of Walter's chops only for his partner, Okobayashi, to then chop Walter in return while Hino was holding his arm. Which yeah. I just I loved that bit. <laughs> So, so simple but you know that's great so great and then uh, the, to me the the highlight of the match um you know it's it's one of uh Daisuke Sekumoto's signature things uh at this point where he does the the double German suplex of like mm-hmm. his tag team partner who's holding the other guy but to see it in a scenario with just the fucking massive humanity that was yeah. this like doing that like double decker German suplex like you imagine the idea of just like deadlift german suplexing two human beings <laughs> that are that big like that's gonna yeah, be like a 250 kilo fucking german suplex or yeah what? i
0: just just consider it with regular human beings is insane enough but then you have the size of those i actually it's alicia watch this he's gonna suplex his opponent who's her suplex his partner who's suplexing his opponent she got a good kick out of that
1: oh so good
0: Um, Hey, before we move on, hmm. you mentioned something about opponents grabbing the arms or whatever. In a match I had tonight, or last night, uh, during a spot where they were doing the three lifts of the arm to see if the guy's unconscious, the partner jumped in and stopped the arm from hitting the ground the third time, which makes you assume (laughs) the dude was passed out, right? Yeah! (laughs) Would you let let that fly? that was... I love wrestling, so I didn't want to get annoyed by it. But I'm like, that is
1: stupid. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, in, in today's day and age, where people are doing, like, the MMA style, like, referee kind of, like, just checks if their arm is limp once and then just calls it in, in a lot of matches to, like, alternate yeah. between that and then doing the old, like, 80s, like, three drops of the the arm. Yeah, but it's the guy hilarious.
0: grabbing the arm—like he's definitely unconscious—but we're not
1: gonna let the match. <laughs> well, he caught the arm, it didn't touch the touch the mat. So, holding the worked. referee handbook,
0: Stop. yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: all, uh, right, all right, sorry. Wrestling is hilarious sometimes. Um, yeah, we, we there were so many matches on this card. You know, you can't go through all of them. Um, but like, even the 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 young boys uh, kind of match, like at the start of the show, was just great um i got to see like a a near 70 year old uh man in the great kojika uh still wrestle got to see sasuke wrestle in person as well which was uh, always a treat um man it's so hard Uh, like i said jun kasai is a nuts match and and he's actually now um his his career is on hold. He's had like a whole bunch of injury stuff that where he really shouldn't have done this match, but he did it just for the the sake of you know not wanting to cancel a match, brother. Um, but yeah, so I potentially saw one of Jun last matches against Ryuji Ito and um, Takashi Sasaki, which are two of the top deathmatch dudes going. Uh, BJW Strong uh, Heavyweight Title match between Kohei Sato, who was one of my favorite just big boy kick dudes in all of wrestling against uh daichi hashimoto who's the son of uh shinya hashimoto uh, which I oh think really is a, yeah 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 i'll have to fucking check him out yeah he's great i, I love him it, it's weird a lot of people kind of have a bit of a, a hate on him you know that unfair kind of like comparison to the dad type of deal Oh, he can't um,
0: get out of the shadow because he's definitely not going to be as good of his father right yeah. away
1: but, like, that's been his whole BJW run. Like, ever since he came to BJW, it was kind of like, everyone's like, oh, well, let's just forget about that and he can just wrestle. And he's just really proven himself on being an awesome, badass wrestler. And I've, I've loved this run. But, um, I mean, this match was, they were going for, like, that big, long, epic heavyweight title match um, that you, you know, have as a main event of a show where they go, like, 35 minutes. And when you've watched a show that's already had, like, eight matches, like... <laughs> There's something that's maybe not the best idea about that. Like, I think this would have been a fantastic match if they just did like a 12, 15 minute sprint, like just a violent sprint. But mm. um, anyway, I, I still enjoyed it, but I think people were probably a bit tired by the time that came around. Um, and then we had the main event, which, which you also watched uh, BJW deathmatch heavyweight title, four board giga ladder deathmatch. I do not know what that means. <laughs> with the champion Asami Kodaka uh, against his uh his tag team partner Yuko Miyamoto. Um and holy shit. Uh let let's start with your thoughts on that one.
0: Um I could easily say it's probably one of the well yeah, I could probably say it's the best death match I ever saw ever. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, because I haven't seen done." you know what I mean? High praise. And there was actually you know, legitimate psychology built into this match mm-hmm. and some really cool spots that were uh, pretty inventive and then uh, fuck not.
1: I mean you could the tell guys these have... guys like even outside of deathmatch wrestling you could tell like from watching this these guys are just two fucking awesome wrestlers full stop
0: hell yeah yeah definitely because there was some like real wrestling that I wow I would not expect that in the deathmatch ever
1: yeah yeah right completely different to like the independent um, American presentation of deathmatch wrestling.
0: Like, uh, and I did enjoy that there were guys around to assist with moving stuff about. I did enjoy <laughs> that. Uh, you know what that when felt the... like?
1: You, you called that out. So you messaged me and you are like, I love that. Like when they're doing spots on the ladder, there's just a bunch of jabrones like holding the, the ladder yeah. in place. <laughs> and I compare it to kind of like when you're going to a, a theater show like a broadway show kind of thing and you have the dudes who are like wearing the dark clothes for like when there's puppets and shit like that and you just pretending they yep. out there they're all wearing
0: black it was perfect <laughs> and then one guy even came in to help uh drag the the nail the bed of nails at one point and i was yeah. like all right cool I, that's what we're doing here i don't give a fuck i enjoy it and <laughs> the bed of nails was fucking great yeah uh, i really enjoyed, enjoyed the uh the boards of uh, the little like spiky things that they have, like
1: oh, th- they I showed those. those Alicia, um, they were the the what do we call them? The um because they they they're intended for the the flower making thing in Japan we talked about it on a previous episode. Yeah,
0: but those things uh, all like Kanzai? lined up on them. I think that's the name of it. But <laughs> all across the board, fucking sick. Uh, it's fucking bananas. Did you see but, the yeah, they
1: where um? kodaka he took the first bump onto the 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 kanzai disc gimmick things um like that whole boredom he took a bump and then he only had one stick in his back which was not like in the middle of his back was like right down the bottom like pretty much on like hit the bottom of his fucking tailbone and i'm like can you imagine a worse place that that
0: looks so painful and And then then they were doing uh
1: snapmares with
0: strands of barbed wire wrapped mm -hmm. around each other's heads like Fuck, I never saw that ever, and that's yeah, incredibly inventive.
1: Definitely, and and interesting tidbit for you, this match, so these guys are doing this match and they're very limited because in Sumo Hall, like one of the most um, uh, renowned uh, venues in, in all of Japan, uh, obviously well known uh, because it's like such a, a huge venue in the history of sumo, um, it also has a, a great professional wrestling history But because it's like such a, a famous thing And because of the, the sumo tie-in They have some rules When they have deathmatch wrestling Where they have certain limitations Where the, the two things are They're not allowed to use glass And they're not allowed to use fire So normally in this kind of match You would see uh, about a dozen Light glass tubes, panes. panes of glass Like all that kind of shit Um And i not saying, you know, you can't have a good match without those things, but just a, a interesting bit of a, a tidbit that, that they were kind of like weren't able to use that kind of stuff.
0: And I did like the... Thumbtacks as was, well a band Was it the finisher got close to the finish when they put all f- three of the gimmick boards on top of the bed of nails and then <laughs> <laughs> move on to that shit?
1: Like, that was hilarious. Yeah. That made no yeah. sense. <laughs> I guess it hurts more if we just layer them all on top of one another. Yeah, like, he's not going to feel the nails now, but, you know, it's cool. It looks badass. Kenzan. Kenzan. Is, uh, oh, yeah, that's yeah, that's sure. the thing. Yeah. You're close. Uh, I was, thank you. Um, one of my favorite parts was before the match even started. Did you watch that incredible highlight video? Like, the, the hype video for the match?
0: Oh, fuck. I think I had... I think I was kind of, like... I think I had it on, but I wasn't paying attention because I didn't know the story.
1: It was great because it like went through the the histories one another with one another, and like going back to when they first started wrestling and when they had their first match against one another in like 2003. And they showed like high school pictures of them and stuff. And it was funny when they showed the the picture of young Asami Kadaka. He just had like such a young little boy face. Everyone in the crowd just laughed, <laughs> It was just great. great. The other amazing thing. The the music for the most part of this hype video was fucking Green Day, which I thought <laughs> so much for. <laughs> what song was it? Uh, one of the, the early Green Day songs from before when they sucked.
0: As if, before when they sucked.
1: Yeah, great, <laughs> great use of the English language there. <laughs> but I I always like I liked before American Idiot Green Day, um, and then I hated them thereafter when they, I felt like they were sold-out bullshit punk and they weren't real punk anymore.
0: I don't feel they were ever really punk, but I've always enjoyed them. That is
1: them. very and, true, very true. Yeah.
0: But, uh, yeah, Green Day, I've always liked them. I liked American Idiot uh, for a minute until it got every single song got became a single and was played to fucking death.
1: I think that's really what created my disdain <laughs> for Green Day, now that you mentioned Yeah, it. dude. did. Um, but, yeah, outside of uh, Green Day, this this hype video was just amazing um and yeah really kind of like told the story for the match of like these guys being both you know great tag team partners great friends and they're not having this match because they've had some sort of you know bullshit sticky kind of a you know one turns on the other or anything like that it's just like you know, we're, we're best friends, tag team partners. One of us is the, the champion, and the other one is going to do everything he can to win that belt, and we just respect one another. And that's that's the story of the match. And That's uh, it. Oh, one spot during the match uh, <laughs> that I did out loud say, what a
0: fucking idiot. It's when the dude put the ladder around his head and then used it to... To block the the chair the guy was swinging at him like that is just gonna <laughs> hurt you you dumbass.
1: Well yeah I think that the final bit of that spot was him actually yeah he yeah, hit that like, thing oh, he was like oh fuck that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Um, the the other Kenzan spot apart from the one in the tailbone slash ass was where um. Uh, I think again, it was Kodaka. He took the the kenzan, just stuck right in his fucking forehead. And as soon as mm-hmm. it got in the forehead, it was just like, just pouring blood like a faucet. And I was like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, those
0: things are fucking. ugly.
1: Yeah, and then it always has like the gross thing where they like try to pull it out, and it doesn't come out quite uh, uh, too easily. No. And then no. like they were trying to pull it out, and then Miyamoto comes and like just hammers it back in. <laughs> it's a loving tag Sick team partner fuck. right there. But I mean, that's a sign of like when you're actually, you know, good friends with a guy and you have like, you're, you're so comfortable in the ring. He's like, oh yeah, I know he's going to hate me in the moment, but he's going to be fine with this. I'm going to just pummel this fucking Kenza into his forehead. Oh, death match wrestling.
0: It's something else.
1: Yep. And then uh, one of the craziest finishes I've ever seen. What do you think of this? The uh, top of the ladder, which is a it was a tall ass ladder. It was good that they had those uh, those um, phantom dudes holding it in place because yeah, go uh, went right to the top like the the full on Jeff Hardy like top tippy top rung that you you know if you read the instructions on the ladder. They say never go up there. But he <laughs> did. And he, what did he do? Yuko Miyamoto is uh, downed in the ring and he did the fucking flying knees, like the Shima style knees that people normally take for a standing opponent. He took it, he did it to him while he was down. So he pretty much went from the top of a ladder landing on his knees on top of the dude in the center of the ring. Which, fuck! He obviously really doesn't like his niece, I audibly said, "Holy fuck, yeah, pretty much sums it up
0: <laughs>
1: Ugh. Then,
0: and then <laughs> after I Chris and I talked, I said, "All right, I finished watching that match, now I'm going to watch the hospital, and he goes, "Dude, you did it wrong
1: <laughs> <laughs> i mean i could I could understand how you could see you know like just name um." Prestige name-wise, you know, it's a pretty big deal that Walters on this show, and uh, I could see most people who don't uh, aren't extremely familiar with Big Japan be like, oh yeah, of course the Walter Daisuke sekomoto match would be the main event. No, nope,
0: I, I I didn't assume either was the main event. I just watched I clicked them in the order they showed up in my timeline as I scrolled up in the messenger. And also, uh, luckily enough, the the hostile f- style fight was awesome enough where I wasn't totally blown out. You know what I mean? Like sometimes yeah. you see a crazy hardcore match or a death match, you're not going to try to watch two guys just or four guys just slam into each other. But it it definitely you know it lived up to the expectation.
1: Well, it was good because the matches were so different. Like, they're yeah. both great matches, but they're just so completely polar opposite of one another. So, and I mean, that's what I love about wrestling, you know, the variety. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this, seeing a match like that in person, just with all of the craziness and gimmicks and blood and blah, 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 it's like, again, just the spectacle of it. You're like, that was fucking cool to be part of. Damn right. But I'm glad it um it translated and you enjoyed it so much on the watching of the video of it.
0: <laughs> yes, sir.
1: Yeah. Uh. All right. Well, that uh. Do you have anything else you wanted to to cover or? Um. Nothing. I do
0: want to. Uh. Maybe I can build this into plugs if we're going to close out. I do have one thing I want to bring up. Oh yes. Yeah, man. I finally pulled the gun and put together my own little t-shirt shop Woo! on TP. Tea public under the name Pentagonzo. So I'm gonna be doing like cool shirts of like old school guys or all Japan, New Japan guys, comic book stuff, bootleg, old school WCW, uh jobbers from the WWE and WCW, all kinds of cool weird shit. And so check it out. Pentagonzo awesome. I did the the British Kendo Nagasaki. Now I may have to do the other one too, so I don't know. <laughs> do
1: you ever see the weird unmasking video of British Kenzo um kendo nagasaki
0: i did and it was fucking weird and amazing i loved it (laughs) somebody brought it up to me after i posted the picture the picture i used to make the shirt i posted it they go oh that's a creepy picture have you seen his unmasking i go no when checked it out immediately holy crap that was awesome like wrestling needs to be that serious about goofy ass shit like that sometimes Mm -hmm.
1: that's another name actually for all of our listeners at home in a jr mode of google something fucking google just the the life story of uh kendo nagasaki it not you don't need to read too much just read the wikipedia page but fuck that's an interesting uh story of a guy yep yep uh but back Um, to your uh your store that's so good man i um i was really happy to to see it i was quite impressed by your, your initial designs um can i ask what what made you settle on t public specifically
0: uh somebody I know uses it mm-hmm. and had good success with it and it seemed really cheap because it cost me literally no money to put it together. I just have to upload my designs and I make two to three bucks a sale, so and I'm just sitting here doing nothing. Nice. And nice. some money's rolling in. So yeah, uh, I'm gonna be doing uh I found this really cool picture of the four pillars. Uh, so I'm gonna do a shirt for that. It looks I think that'll sell pretty good. It looks fucking dope.
1: Awesome. Uh, speaking of um Four pillars. I saw like there was uh, one of those bullshit things of asking people who their um their Mount Rushmore of of wrestling is, and that was like, yeah. going around. And I'm like, ah, oh, I'm not even going to fucking read this bullshit. Um, uh, but my favorite thing was Jonah did a, a a post of seeing like fucking people talking about their their Mount Rushmore. There's already a four pillars, and he just oh, yeah, posted the the picture of um. Yeah, Tawei, Kawada, Misawa and uh Kawashi, you know it's like, Fuck yeah. That is my thoughts on the subject exactly.
0: Uh what is the other the what's uh, Shinya and Kawada, Misawa and somebody else, what is their group called? It's Sorry? Also, like it's if- uh, the other group, like Shinya Hashimoto, Misawa and Kawada, and then somebody else. They have no, no, no. So like-
1: Misawa and Kawada were part of the four pillars, but I think you're thinking of um, Shinya Hashimoto, Muto, and Chono as the three musketeers. Is that right? No,
0: there's a fourth guy too. There's a fourth person there's in the Four musketeers? No, I think they, it was another name, like another group name. Let me pull it up here.
1: I'm I, intrigued. I
0: Somebody called it. Keep talking. I will find it.
1: Gap filling time. Well, I'll fill this time with my plugs. Uh, so, as always, you can check out my stuff at Chris Things on the uh, Instagram, uh, also on the Twitter, but mainly the Instagram. Uh, a lot of wacky uh, wrestling art. Um, I've actually been quite busy lately uh, with a really fun uh, artwork for an upcoming uh, art show based uh, around... Uh, three of my favorite things that are not wrestling in uh, cowboys, uh, space, dinosaurs, and uh, aliens. Well, that's four things. <laughs> but anyway, I guess the space and aliens go together, you know. So, yeah, that's, that's been a really fucking fun painting to do, uh, which uh, I'm actually taking into the uh, exhibition uh, bar uh, tonight. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be posting that on the Instagram soon, so you can in- all enjoy the uh, space western dinosaur magic.
0: I found the picture. It what is, is it? Uh, Mudo, it is Misawa, it's shin Yashimoto and Shono, so mm. I was wrong about Kawada. But I don't see what the name of the crew is, but I, somebody, when I posted the picture, said they had, kind of like the four pillars or the three musketeers, they too had a name for that four-man group.
1: Right, because that's, that's a I weird would... one, because that's like a, you've got two dudes, you've got half of it New Japan, and the other half Old Japan, who really yes. didn't have anything to do with one another, apart from being um, rivals, I guess. It's the four of them all together, standing together,
0: wearing black suits.
1: Oh, mate, that was probably from... Um, there was an amazing video game that came out in the early 2000s, which was one of my favorite Japanese King of Coliseum. Wrestling... Yeah, yeah, King of Coliseum, just one of the greatest... Video games ever, but just captured because it had all of the different groups in it, which was just insane. You think of it like American wrestling game wise, if there's like one official game that comes out and it has like ECW, WWF, WCW, Smoky Mountain, like how did yeah, that be, even work? Great. <laughs> but this was this was actually done and released on a, a video game, and they had like all of the big legends as well, which is just yeah, great video game. Oh, but yeah, that, that was. Brother. That pose of them together looking like Yakuza mob bosses. Yeah. Um, it they was basically awesome. from that in the yeah, the publicity of it. So but, cool.
0: Yeah, well thanks. We thanks got for there. sticking out while I tried to find this damn picture.
1: Yeah, that's, that's what we do. People are like, why, why do you guys, you know, just keep on uh, going on about something you can't think of? Uh, and, well, I think it would be disappointing to people if we didn't, you know, stick it through and find out what we actually thought we were bringing up, you know? <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, thanks for, for listening to this episode, folks. Thanks for uh, holding on out. We've had another little little drought of um of podcasting for a brief moment but we're back and, and know, we make
0: no promises that way you'll be surprised if we do show up regularly.
1: Yeah I feel like we, we could just be a nice surprise. You're like, I don't know when the next episode's gonna be oh well oh look at that it's like a little present.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright buddy well thanks everybody and get swifty ladies and germs. Bye all right. All right, buddy. I think I need to take this <laughs> dog out the gate.